back, and we have uh, we've watched all of the Best Picture nominees. Um, I think this is the first time in my life I've ever seen every single Best Picture nominee. I thought we saw all of them a couple of years ago. Did we not? Did we? I feel like we were missing one or two. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, and I would say we're finishing off with a good film. Yes. It's, with a doozy. It's it's truly a doozy. Yes. Um, it's I mentioned a little earlier. Well, before we get too ahead of ourselves, what do we watch, Paige? We watched Women Talking. Yes. Uh, and first things first, great title. I think they knocked yes. it out of the park with that title. That That is exactly what this movie that is. That's exactly what this film is. So much women, so much talking. Very, very little men talking. Man talking. There's only one man that talks. Yeah. Um, he's a great he's great at talking. He is. But the women do so much more talking. For good reason. Yes. But yeah. Um it's well titled. Um yeah, before we, we get too into what the movie is, what it's about, stuff like that, what do we think? Um, like I said, I thought it was really good. I thought it was very difficult to watch. It was. Yeah. It was well done. It mm-hmm. was... Gosh, I don't even have the words to describe this movie. For me personally, it was very difficult to watch. Mm-hmm. It's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I will ever be able to watch it again. Yeah. Um, at some point, I saw something that uh, made it sound like this was based on a true story. It kind of is, but it's more uh, inspired by true events. Yes, and um, it's also from a book. That's right, yes. Uh, which I believe this movie follows the book pretty closely, and the book is more of a inspired by true events type book, which for anyone who doesn't uh, know the difference between based on true story and inspired by true events, uh, inspired by true events is much more something happened and it it inspired the idea for whatever story is being told, where based on true story usually follows what actually occurred a lot closer. Um, Yeah, so this movie is up for best adapted screenplay as well as best picture. Okay. And I I can honestly understand both. I get I can get behind both of those nominations. Yeah. For I would sure. say this is not a best picture nominee that I'm like, what? How? Why? Come on. It's not the one that I think is going to take it this year, but it is one that I think earned its I agree. its nomination. I very um, much agree. So yeah. Um So I guess just an overview of what the movie is. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about a group of women in a very religious community. Almost, for our American listeners, like the Amish. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where they don't really have technology. Mm -hmm. This is based in 2010, so the world definitely has that, but this group of people does not. Mm-hmm. And this story revolves around a group of women who um, are basically just taken advantage of by men in their lives. They yeah. are 
tranquilized with horse tranquilizer and brutally raped multiple times. Most of them get impregnated by their attackers. And it basically starts with them catching one of their attackers and this guy going to jail and all of the men in this colony going to bail the attacker out of jail. So it comes down to the women deciding between three options, uh, between do nothing, stay and fight, or leave. And these women that are not educated, who don't know how to read or write, they basically draw pictures on a large piece of paper that represent the the do nothing, the stay and fight, and the leave. And they all basically tally what their vote is. And it comes down to stay and fight or leave. And the whole movie is this conversation and how it so is not black and white Mm -hmm. on a decision like this. And I... It gets mentioned quickly, and I forgot about it for quite a bit of the movie, but I think all of the women in the commune vote uh, and pretty much elect a much smaller group of women to make this decision. Yes. So, yeah. like Women from three families are selected to make the decision for the collective women of the colony yeah so um at some point i kind of had to remind myself that the women in this barn where the conversation is happening this is not all of the women in this entire commune no no, and then i sort of had to be like hundreds of women if there are that many why are these women being allowed to make the decision for everyone and then i had to remind like i had to at some point remember Oh, yeah, yeah, they mentioned briefly that there was an election to decide on this group. Um, I will say for women especially who have history of religious trauma or sexual abuse, this is a tough watch. Yeah. I have not cried in very many movies. I don't think there's even five movies I've ever seen that have made me cry. And this one had me bawling. A lot of that was because I chose to not know what this movie was about going in. Mm-hmm. Which did a big disservice to me. So I am here to uh, provide some clarity um, to people who might need it before they watch. Yeah, I um, I had mentioned several times before recording this and before watching this film, uh, I was like, yeah, this is the one I'm going into. I really don't know anything. I know maybe two actresses that are in it. Um, and as I was watching it, there were things that I was like, eh, I, I feel like a bit of warning would have helped. I feel like yes. uh, a bit of foresight into what I was getting myself into would have um, been a welcome assist in this endeavor. Um, I will say, though, the dialogue mm-hmm. between all of the women kept me riveted the whole time. Yeah. I know there are a lot of reviews out there that think this movie is boring and misses the mark. Really? Um, I don't know what movie those people were watching. I don't know the background of those people. 
as I was watching it, um, unfortunately, I think I'm about to mention two movies that I think you haven't seen. But as I was watching this, it felt very uh, much like a combination of 12 Angry Men and Reservoir Dogs. 12 Angry Men is about 12 men serving on a jury and discussing how to proceed. And so it's just a movie where the vast majority of the film is just people in a room talking. And then Reservoir Dogs, also a lot of people talking. It's a Tarantino, so there's a lot of talking. (laughs) But it's specifically about, uh, like, the immediate repercussions and fallout of a botched heist. And so everyone's discussing this heist that just went wrong. But you never actually see the heist in the movie. Mm -hmm. And you see uh, bits and pieces and flashes of the attacks the the uh, rapes that happen in women talking in women talking but it's not about looking at the rapes it's about the aftermath the repercussions the mm-hmm. fallout and so it um it felt very res dogs because the thing at the center of the plot is not shown in the movie really and 12 Angry Men because of um, just how much talking there is. But it's talking about things that matter. Things that are very important. And it's like, yeah, no, no one should be walking away from this conversation because of how ludicrously important it is. And so I really, really liked that. Um, another uh, movie that I compared it to just a little bit ago. Um, I feel like it's, it's kind of the whiplash of this year's Oscars where it's um, very very small very intimate however I don't see myself forgetting this movie anytime soon Absolutely, and that's exactly not. how whiplash was I finished seeing it and I was like that was it people have been talking about this for like so much that but it was just like two guys playing music and then like a week later I was like I haven't been able to stop thinking about that movie. That movie was, like, crazy good. And, yeah, that's definitely women talking, like, every day since. it, I think yeah. about it in some way, shape, or form. And I think that's the mark of a great movie. Mm-hmm. Even though it was so hard to watch, mm-hmm. a lot of the discussions that they have, you know, the women in this hay barn that are making this decision, they range from... These young, probably around 12-year-old girls, 14 maybe. Something like that. Young teenage girls up to women in their 80s, I would say. And so you just get all of these different viewpoints of these older women who have lived in the colony their whole lives, who have believed in this faith, who have kept quiet, who have done what they're told to these women who are raising these little girls and seeing the same stuff that happened to them happen to their daughters Mm -hmm. and wanting a better life for their daughters. And you also see the younger girls who have also been attacked. Gosh, I'm going to get emotional. And there's a scene with these young girls where they're basically begging their mothers to validate their experience. And to realize what happened to them and how much they are hurt. 
And I'm like, so not an emotional person normally, but this movie just, and it's a lot of the same themes that we talked about in Turning Red, where, you know, just like this generational trauma that you're breaking. One thing that I was um, very happy to see or very relieved to see uh, when um, pretty much giving away the ending, they do decide to leave. But there is a discussion of do we only leave as like the women or do we include any men, boys, things like that? And then they have to really discuss what is the age cutoff? Because like you said, they they want to uh, supply their daughters with a better life than they had. However, they also want to lead their sons to a life where they can be better men than what was inevitable in their current location. Um, because although they there there's never a moment where the the women um, like question the the top of their faith, they really just question the bottom, the day-to-day practice of it. They don't question um, their God, but they question what has been, I don't know, uh, how that God has been practiced. Yeah, misconstrued. And um, because of that, men in this commune have grown up and been taught that, you know, uh, the two different genders have two very different places and roles to play in society and values yeah and so because of that the sons although they may be raised by good people and raised to grow up and be good people they unfortunately are then told they're raised to believe things about themselves and about their value that is wrong it's it's (laughs) there's no way you can get someone to fully believe that to their core and then still have them have a a quality moral compass. And so these women decide that uh, a certain age bar below that, we can take the sons and we can raise them and there's still time to correct um, their trajectory. Yeah. And, And I was so glad that there was that um that talking point that when all this damage is done it's not that there's evil at the core of men it's evil in the core of ideas and that evil can spread and that evil can infect but if you get someone out of a a damaging harmful environment early enough that doesn't have to take hold yeah i also loved that they recognize the value in education mm-hmm. because women in that colony were not educated yeah and just the path that they took in this conversation where they all started at different places and then realized at the end that they had to empower each other and that they had to make this hard decision and that they had to finally fight for themselves damn was it well done it really was Um, I thought, uh, there were certain things about it that even now I think back and, uh, certain things I feel like may not have been necessary or, um, it it would, during their conversations, quickly cut away 
to something for like two seconds and then come back. And some of those, it almost was there to uh, let the audience know what these women are, are thinking about, what they're recollecting. And so that helped. There were a few times, though, um, like early in the beginning, it just suddenly cuts to like a guy standing in a field or something. And I, even now I look back and, and I I don't know what that was uh, meant to communicate to the audience. Um, but then at one point, um, the oldest woman in the group, um, it cuts away to her pulling out her dentures in the middle of the night and, like, spitting up blood or something. And Is that what it was? I thought it was her pulling out her teeth. I know she's working with her dentures and she, like, hits them against the table or something. But at some point, oh, like, she's pulling them out in the middle of the night. Okay, maybe. I thought I... that scene was showing how she had to have dentures. Oh, maybe. I I took it to mean she wears dentures because in the middle of the night she'll, like bite and if her teeth aren't even she'll like bite into her gums or something i don't know and so yeah that's there were certain things that uh their cutaways um almost seemed like they were there more to startle me rather than to help me understand um certain characters or what was going on and that's definitely one where i'm Still pretty unclear. Some of the cutaways were pretty jarring. Yeah, yeah, very jarring. Um, and I feel like uh, there are times when, you know, jarring your audience can be good. And there are times where um, I feel like if, if you didn't have cutaways be as jarring, you would still have a very high quality movie. And I yeah. wouldn't feel like it deterred from the quality of the film. So... Not to say uh, doing things that are jarring is always bad. And not even saying that uh, the things that are jarring in this film make it bad. Just, I feel like if you took them out, it wouldn't hurt the film. I think the only last thing that I have to say, um, so many of the actresses were so good. And most of them I have not seen before. Yeah. Uh, Rooney Mara I've seen before. Claire Foy. Um, Claire Foy. And uh, I'm going in. I was very happy to see uh, the actor of August in this. Yeah. Um, did you recognize him? Yes, but I couldn't quite place him. Okay. He plays Q in the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, like the guy who gives him his gadgets. Yes. Um, yeah. He's very British and not at all in Women Talking. And I thought he did so good in this. Like his... He did. Um, His... He was the one male character that gave you hope. Yeah, he's got like such a desire to help, but he's got such humility that he doesn't want to step on. He doesn't want to step out of line. And there was one point with him at the end when oh. he went to hand the notes, the minutes of mm. the meeting off to the women. And they were like, no, no, no. The point was for you to take the notes. And basically that was the short way of saying like this is your basically cross to bear to the men in the colony so that they will know exactly what happened. And maybe they can understand and maybe they can change. 
But that was the purpose of having somebody take the notes. And it was so interesting because obviously him taking the notes in this group was because he was one of the only people that knew how. But it's so interesting because usually in meetings, at least in corporate America or whatever, it's always a woman that has to take the notes of Mm -hmm. a meeting. And I remember one of my coworkers at one of my past jobs, basically the only thing I will ever remember her saying is that she will never volunteer to take the notes at a meeting. She will never let a man think that he can put her in that place. And it was so interesting to see that in this movie, a man took that place and was able to be humble and to provide that service to a group of women who was so alienated and he did such a good job with it and then yeah in the scene where he's trying to hand off the notes and then you know big spoiler if if anyone you know has gotten this far and doesn't (laughs) spoiler alert yeah they choose to leave right um but then right afterwards he hands claire foy the gun Mm -hmm. and she realizes why he had a gun to begin with that is such a powerful moment Um, and i feel like it doesn't pull attention away from the um hardships of the women in the story but it does kind of highlight that men in this world in this area like it's not like every single one of them has a cakewalk of a life and so yeah i was i was very very impressed with that note that they they had this tiny moment at the very end that supplies so much more depth to august's character all the way throughout the movie it wasn't a a change that he went through at the very end it's a change in my perception of him yeah that yeah i feel like that's something this movie did so well Mm -hmm. if you look at literally every character in that movie, or at least the ones that are in the hay barn, yeah, every character has such depth. All of their, and you can just see how all these different experiences led them to have whatever viewpoint they had. You understood it. Mm-hmm. It's not like there was ever a clear cut choice for these women, mm-hmm. ever. However, some of them came in saying it is a clear-cut choice absolutely they all came in very determined yeah very adamant of their uh point of view their vote and yeah um very impressive uh script very happy it's uh that the script itself is getting a nomination yes um one thing that was kind of odd um we as always, watched this with subtitles. Yes. And there were a few times where people would either whisper or at least they would say something in a way that the speakers, I was not getting their dialogue. I could kind of hear the the muffled sound of their voice, but there was no way I was going to hear what they were saying. Yeah. And the subtitles just clearly told me what they were saying. And I kind of feel like... Uh, the director may have meant for certain lines to be left mysterious to me, but I the subtitles said it. 
straight up. Um, so yeah, that was kind of interesting. And another thing, and I don't know, I, I don't know how much of our audience is has seen or will see women talking, and I don't know if this happened to them, but twice in this movie, the sound, there was like a blip of static. Yeah. It was really weird, and I don't know if, I, I've never had our speaker do something like that, so I don't think it was our speaker. It may have been um, like a faulty file being uploaded to iTunes. Could have been. But I don't know. Like it, it. I'd be interested to hear if it happened to anybody else. Yeah. I... <laughs> it's a great movie. I don't know if I recommend this movie. Um, it's, you know, being able to run a marathon is a great achievement. I don't necessarily recommend running marathons to anyone. <laughs> that I, I think that's all I have to say about this movie. It's This could be a pretty short episode, um, but yeah. It's an important movie. It is, yeah. And, oh, another thing that I, I did mention right after we watched this movie. I am glad it's been nominated for Oscars because this movie was not... Um, distributed well it was not no. advertised well it was not distributed well from what we I understand, had never heard of it until the oscar nominations came out yeah from what i understand it was uh released in like eight theaters 18 theaters something like that but it was not many and um it didn't even make i, I don't think it made a hundred grand at the box office which is nothing yeah um and so we paid six bucks to rent it on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've at least given six dollars to this movie. And the only reason I did that was because it was nominated. If it wasn't nominated, I would never know that this movie exists. Um, so I am glad that the Oscars, or I'm glad that the Academy Award did what they did in order to shine more light on a movie that I guess didn't have the budget to make itself known yeah. as much as it deserves. If you feel like you can stomach it, watch it. Yeah. If there are men out there that want to understand women, <laughs> honestly, yeah. um, watch it. It's not a big action blockbuster. No. Nah. It's literally 12 women having a conversation. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you've seen 12 Angry Men, that's very much what yeah. you're signing up for. It yeah. is a discussion film. This is one I would love to talk to to people about yeah if other people have seen it yeah you don't want to rewatch, but you want to discuss i hear that yeah i, I feel yeah. like there there are quite a few movies like that where it's like do i want to take it in again no but let's chat i'm fine with chatting yeah um i'm fine with chatting about seven i don't want to rewatch seven. Ugh. Um, i still have to watch that one maybe yeah. i'll do it alone I'll rewatch it with you. It's it's not one of those like you're at a party, everybody's like, "Hey, Mark made salsa and Dave brought Mountain Dew. What should we watch?" No one's going to be like, "How about 7?" <laughs> um so yeah. Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. Uh who do we want to meet? I'm going to go go with Claire Foy. Okay. I get many comments um, that I apparently look like her. Uh, she plays Queen Elizabeth in, I believe, the first season of The Crown. At least the first season. I don't know how many she... seasons she's on it. 
Um, Which is funny because she is the face of the show. But it follows like the lifetime. So she plays a younger Queen Elizabeth. Okay. So the character ages out of being played by Kate. Okay. That's interesting. It's funny. I always know when I have a friend start watching The Crown because I will get a text message asking if I watch it. And when I say no, they go, oh, you look just like one of the actresses on that show. It's happened multiple times. So you would think that I would you know, watch The Crown. But, uh, yeah, I will say that I want to meet my doppelganger, Claire Foy. Right on. I can dig that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say um, Ben Wishaw. He's the uh, guy that plays Autumn. August? He's never going to want to meet me now. <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> Man, it, it's, it's like if I were to say he played M... In the Bond movies. He doesn't play M. He plays Q. I know he plays Q. So, I'm, I'm sorry, Ben Wishaw. Um, I think he might also be the guy that does the voice of, um, uh, yeah, Paddington, the bear. We need to finish those movies. We do. I hear those are outlandishly good. Yeah. I thought they looked pretty boring, and everyone who's seen them is like, no, they're some of the best family movies ever made so yeah um every time i see him in a movie i'm very impressed with him yeah Um, he's great yeah uh oh real quick uh just the like every time i see this person in a movie or whatever um i glanced at the cast in this movie and it was you know claire foy i kind of recognized and rooney mara i recognized and then the movie started and francis mcdormand is in it and i was like how is she not on the cast lists and then like 20 minutes later she stopped showing up like she's in the first scene and then i think she comes back in like the very last scene but she's not in the vast majority of this movie and so yeah like she was a producer on this movie right i believe so um either producer or something like unto it um so yeah you may want you may start watching this movie and be like oh francis mcdormand therefore i'm gonna love this i love everything she's in Mm. Hold your horses. She's hardly in it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Um, this was a rough movie to watch. Kind of a rough ep- episode to record. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. From here on out, I think we're going to get back to uh, much easier movies to discuss. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Yeah. Um <laughs> We we will later this week be posting our Oscars episode where mm-hmm. we talk about... If we can find the time to record that. We will find the time okay. to record that. Um, but we'll talk about what we think will happen, what we would like to see take certain things. Um, we've put in the work. We've seen... At least most of the heavy hitters Mm -hmm. um, with seeing all of the Best Picture nominees. Yeah. Uh, Which, uh, as with, I'd say, every year, if you can see every Best Picture nominee, that also takes care of a lot of Best Actress, Best Actor, Best Supporting, um, Best Director, Best Screenplay. Yeah. You've kind of seen seen. a lot across the board. Yeah. Um, So... 
We're yeah. about a week away from the Oscars. Yeah. We're um, recording this on March 4th. Oscars are March 12th. Yeah. Do we... Uh, I think we're probably going to record an episode for it. Do we want to tell the audience uh, one of the next things we'll be recording? Yeah. Uh, we are going to be recording for the Creed movies. Yeah. Creed 3 just hit theaters. Yeah. We have not seen that yet. Not yet. Because I didn't really remember Creed 1 and I had not seen Creed 2. Yeah. We're about to hit play on Creed 2. Yeah. I saw Creed 1. Uh, I missed it in theaters. And then I saw it later and I've seen it so many times since then. Because of that, I made sure to see Creed 2 in theaters. Uh, very excited for Creed 3. Um, and very excited to see... To revisit Creed 2 and to to see what you think of Creed 2. Yeah. Um, so I think it's still kind of maybe up in the air a bit of uh, whether or not Cre- the Creed films will get three separate episodes or one combined. Um, we may do it like we did the Hotel Transylvania series where we record each movie separately but then combine it into one episode. Or maybe we'll just... We might just do a whole big Creed episode. Yeah. We don't know yet. But yeah, stay um, tuned. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for all that stuff. Yeah. So uh, we are on Instagram, the dot real dot couple. We also have a Gmail, mm-hmm. which is the real couple pod at gmail dot com. Yeah. We are also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. And I think that's just about it. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Love you, bye.